Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, this one. This is Stephanie, Jason's wife. Jason is grounded today because of what he said at the end of your show yesterday. Stephanie Smith. We're the podcast that tells you all about shows we love and want you to love. Yeah, plus we download you on what's, you know, the streaming wars, where to stream it and what to stream. So before we talk about what you're stuck at home watching today, <laughs> I'm here to deliver an important message about uh, participating in American democracy. Okay, why don't you tell us what's going on? Because is Jason in trouble? So Jason, Jason is indeed in trouble. So yesterday... As you know, I'm a mm. casual listener of the Stuck at Home podcast, but also <laughs> also a full-time listener from the other room. So I hear all of Jason's words in real time as he's saying them, um, and I was kind of horrified at the end of the show yesterday when he signed off with, don't watch the debates. Is that what he said? He did. He said, don't watch the debates? Don't watch the debates. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. I, so I don't disagree with him. I vehemently disagree with him. Okay, so, I'm going to so tell you why. Tell, well, I'm going to tell you why I don't. You go and then, first, please. Yeah, and then you, you just lace into me, okay? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, here's why I feel it's a waste of time. There's no one who's not decided who's, who, you know, there's nothing Biden or Trump or anyone's going to say other than sheer entertainment value or drama purposes that's going to sway a vote at this point. That's why I think it's unnecessary negativity. But I'm open, go. So I don't disagree with you, and the evidence definitely supports your theory that uh, historically debates don't really move the needle as far as the impression of most voters, and uh, they sort of, uh, they're effective in descending order, the first debate being the most effective when voters are more likely to be undecided. Right now we have historic numbers of early voters and things like that, so I think more than in a normal election, people have already made up their minds. So I agree. We were watching first because Sarah had it as a school assignment. Okay. Um, and also because I feel like it's important. A lot of the uh, a lot of the critiques of one candidate or the other have been about their uh, their mental acuity and things like that. And so a debate is a good opportunity for you to see the candidates speak uh, extemporaneously about the the issues and to learn more about their policies. By the way, uh, Steph, you look very pretty. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I like the hair. Just, just makeup. Yeah, but, yeah uh, I don't think I so. No, but it. take the There you go. There you thank go. You. Okay, go on. Thank go you. on extemporaneously. So, Please continue. Uh, so for me, as a big uh, politics nerd, I look forward to them no matter what. There is nothing one candidate could say to influence me to vote for him. Uh, so Politic nerd. That seems redundant. No, that bit. seems redundant. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very nice. That's well, I'm a huge nerd for everything. So, you know, you're just a you're member like of the a, club. You're like a TV nerd. I'm just uh, a nerd. <laughs> Go on. So, but I, you can catch me watching, you know, CNN or any sort of like news program mm -hmm. uh, just for funsies, <laughs> the way that you guys watch Shit's uh, Creek and stuff. So. But listen, I, I think it's a wonderful school assignment. I think that, again, I, I don't think the... Um, the mental acumen of these people is going to come into play. You know, I mean, here's the thing. You know me, Steph. I, I don't I do. talk about politics. I don't care about politics. But I will say this. I think that 
and I don't ever say anything about this stuff. I really don't. You know this, but mm -hmm. because you came on and and you're so uh, you know passionate and, and vehement about this, I, I will say this. I don't care about any of it. That being said, a vote for the other guy, <laughs> you know, the 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 guy with the B. Mm -hmm. The vote for that guy is a vote for humanity. So if you want to vote for humanity, I'm saying fuck politics. But if you want to just vote for humanity, like love, then just you can't vote for the other dude. And that's the I most I'm going to say about politics. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And the other, the last, I'll leave it with this one comment that I made to Jason yesterday. I think that uh, that it comes from a place of privilege to be able to say. I don't really care about this. Oh, it doesn't yes. really affect me. And so I think as of long as course. you acknowledge the privilege that comes along with that, that it's not going to affect your right to get married. Such privilege. Your, you know, your reproductive rights or things like that. It doesn't but mean don't vote. Let me be clear. Vote. Please right. vote. It doesn't I mean don't vote. Watch the debates. Right. It doesn't mean don't vote. Please vote. Right. It means I don't care. I care about other people. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why I say it's for humanity. Awesome. Right. So I just wanted I just wanted to pop on here today, get the show off on the right track, let everybody <laughs> know that Jason didn't really mean like don't care about politics, don't no, care about democracy. He, he meant he'd rather watch Ted Lasso, which that's totally fine with me. Me too. Um, but for me, I <laughs> yes. just wanted all of the stuck at homies to know how important it is for you to vote and make your voices heard. Yes, yeah, Steph, and I will before you go, I will mm -hmm. double tap <laughs> what you said. <laughs> But I missed what he said. Freedom! <laughs> well, before Freedom. she goes... Bye, Cliff. Bye, Steph. What do, you want, what do you want to know? I'm going to double tap what she said in the sense of that, you know, it's not about watching the debates. Don't confuse what Jason said about don't watch the debates with voting. They are right. two separate things. And we in no way, shape, or form here, uh, 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 you know, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Um, uh, condone. Condone. Thank you. We know no shape, or form condone, not voting. That's, That's all. Yeah, we just, yeah, of course, Steph. We just, you know, the debates. Yeah. The debates were stupid. And, yeah. and I asked my wife what she learned from the debates, and she said nothing. So let's just get back to that. She learned absolutely nothing from them. She learned that they have mental acuity, yes. um, which is also what she looked up. So she did learn the word acuity. So good for her. We got two things out of the debates, uh, and we're ready to go and move on. Right. And, and But I, I think it's, you know, you know me, dude. Politics. Right. Uh, right? Uh. right. But. But, I, I mean, I do see what she's saying in the sense of yeah. misconstruing you saying don't watch the debates, which I agree 100% with, <laughs> with don't vote. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, because you, out of everyone, I know you're voting. I know how important it is to you. Uh -huh. So I don't want anyone to think that's yeah. not. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. I, I, think, uh, I think that that's one of those things that's, uh, I, I think that for me, I think that, uh, you know, I'm not, I've been around life. for a million years. It's just all about, um, I think the word is, I don't like the pageantry and all the the weird like things that I don't need to be a part of it. Like right. I can distill those out of out of the world. Right, I agree. Plus, with you I watched all of it and it was awful and it was super funny. Oh, you watched um, it anyway? I had to. <laughs> I, I recommended everybody didn't, but what am I going to do? I want to hang out with my family. Yeah, you got a great family. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> you know, that, that being said, um, I did not watch it and I could not have been happier. Uh, I had a wonderful evening. <laughs> And, yep, uh, nope. All it made me want to do is get on Facebook and yell at things. 
Yeah, you um, see, there's nothing good that comes in the debate, especially if you already know who you're voting for. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I can't even Kanye believe I made, 2020. Wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I can't even believe I made a somewhat political statement. That I, <laughs> no, I mean, really, this is the biggest statement I've ever made, probably in my life. Like, you know, uh, to, to, you know, voting for yeah, you heard me. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I, I think that you're saying a lot of political things with your Waffle House hat, and I just don't think you realize it. <laughs> Waffle House. You know yeah. what it is? I miss my road trips. Yeah, no, you, yeah. you want to get in a fight with Kid Rock at a Waffle House is what it is. Kid Rock would win. Uh, if he didn't beat me with his fists, he would he would verbally laugh. He me. would beat he would beat you with the way he sm he would smother and cover you with fists. Yeah, well, yeah, he'd smother and cover me and Leonard Skinner, and he would rap to it while he he's beating me up. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. <laughs> Kid Rock. He doesn't necessarily stand for what you think he stands for. No, he does not. No, he <laughs> yeah, does not. Right. He was actually he was actually at right. the you know, just a little side. He was actually at the debates yesterday for real, not wearing his mask. Um, that's true. Kid Rock. He definitely stands for what you think he stands for. <laughs> Kid Rock. I mean, like honestly, I've had a conversation with the guy. He's not dumb. No. Why are you not wearing your mask, you fucking idiot? Because he's because because he's mad because they shut down Kid Rock, um, his Kid Rock restaurant. You remember this? He had no. Kid Rock restaurant. Why would I, remember? Got, I don't watch the news. Oh, no, I just thought I figured you knew Kid Rock. Like I stay up on I didn't my even Kid know Rock. I had a restaurant. I don't call it pop culture. I call it Kid Rock culture. And when you do that, and you pay attention to Kid Rock culture, you know that Kid Rock has a as a restaurant down in um, Tennessee, Florida. You know the Panhandle somewhere, and all those it, um, yeah, states. And they didn't want him to do his live shows and his bands, and he refused for a while. He tried to stand tall against. Stand tall. Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker. <laughs> See, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my left foot and I'm going to kick you in the right side of the face. <laughs> Billy Jack. All right. All right. Look, Kid Rock, um, you know, he gets, uh, he gets um, unfortunately, um, uh, classified under moron. Yep. I, 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 listen, anyone who's not wearing their mask, moron. Ba with the ba. And, and it's I not say. that you're, I don't even like the word moron per se. I mean, you're a selfish cunt. Yep. Yeah. That's what <laughs> it is. Go. There you go. There that's you the go. worst word I've ever said on this show. And that's yep. how strong I feel about it. Yep. You're really being a selfish, that word. That word. Yeah. I mean, and I hate that word. That word is disgusting to me. I'd rather call you a penis. Yep. It's much worse, by the way. Yep. You're a selfish penis. Yep. See, you don't, you, you don't realize, actually, I want to take uh, a minute, uh, how sexist a, a, a that Mike is. Penis? Yes. You know, no, no, but really, I don't, you know, and it's the first time I've ever really said that word out loud in a very long time, and I don't realize, like, how sexist it is. And the minute you say it, you're like, ooh, I wish I could have sucked that ooh, word back. Right. <laughs> oh, my Lord, that word's terrible. And it yeah. used to be like when I was younger, I'm like, I'll say that word all the time. Yeah. That, that word. Well, I think what happens, you know, and this is, we'll get into this. You can't watch any more Gangs of London before you watch. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's get into that. <laughs> Holy crap. Do you want to? Okay, so we're up. You see, now, I love our no guest days because it's like, you know, free balling. Yeah. It is like free balling. We're just doing the things. So I want to get into a bunch of stuff. I want to yes. do one, one news story for you because I just had a question about this and just kind of how you feel about it. Um, because you're a writer. Okay. Um, as everybody knows, you write in, in the Hollywood, the, in the Hollywood thing. Yeah. And, um, and so this story might not seem like all that big a deal to a lot of people, but I think there actually is a lot of stuff here that I want to understand. Okay. All right. So here's the headline. I'm going to put this up for everybody so you can see it. TV writer <laughs> Jeffrey Scott sues Disney's Muppet Babies reboot over copyright alleged fraud. Okay. Okay. So, so now we got, so 
if uh, if anybody remembers the '80s, there was a there was a cartoon called The Muppet Babies, uh, based off of the Muppets, and it's been rebooted for Disney Junior um, as a very CGI heavy show. Uh, uh, but uh, one of the people that worked on the original show, the screenwriter Jeffrey Scott. Uh, mm-hmm is suing Disney over claims that the reboot has misappropriated elements of the original Muppet Babies production Bible he created and says he owns. All right. Mm-hmm. So here's a little bit of the details. And this is where I want to just, after we get into the details a little bit, I just kind of want to see where you stand on this stuff and, and how this and how writers <laughs> can protect themselves. All right. No. He, um, he was in an independent writer and developer on the series, um, which was taken, uh, which was then produced by Jim Henson um, because he was not an employee. At either entity, Scott says he pretty much the working deal was uh, cemented orally and partially reflected in portions of the unsigned agreements. The loosely defined deal granted him 12000 per script and 3500 royalty for each new episode pr- produced and a developed for television by credit. According to Scott, it also granted him ownership of the production Bible that guided the show, many of the elements which can now be seen in the new series. So Scott says he is the registered owner and copyright uh, of the copyright in the Muppet Day of the production Bible. And now that this new show is out, it's using a lot of the same traits and the blueprints that Scott created specifically for this show. All right. Including the nanny and the nursery environment and all these pieces that um, didn't appear in the Muppets, but definitely appeared in this, uh, the original Muppet babies. So he's suing them for a breach of contract for um, using his copyright and fraud. And I'm just curious, like, I mean, there's, there's not a lot more to it than that in the story, but I'm just curious, uh, you know, First glance, how do, what does that feel like to you? How, how, do, how do you feel about some, a story like this? I feel like he's absolutely right. This happens all the time. And uh, it's absolutely, you know, listen, Disney will have to prove that they're not doing it. And maybe they will. Uh, but in my humble opinion, uh, I, I not only have had this happen to me multiple times. I mean, there's at least four movies. There's six movies in the world that I wrote that I have no credit on whatsoever. And that is because of several different reasons. There are reasons where you do something under a deal and then someone knows a little more. And if anybody's wondering, he's talking about um, police academies one through six. Yes, yes, Uh, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Including uh, uh, Operation Miami. Uh. <laughs> my, you know, I got to tell you, my cat today, and she never does this. Come here, Sylvie. She never does this. She's been very, like, meowy. Everyone say she, hello to Sylvia if you can hey, see her. She's a, it's because she hears my voice. Yeah, she's a uh, Scottish fold, and she's blue, and look at her. Now she's fine. Right. Now she's like, okay, cool. Am I in the podcast? Okay, so here's what I think. Sylvia, going down. Here's what I think. Um, so first time, you know, one example, it happened. I was under an overall deal at a studio, and they were having me rewrite different projects. And there was a thing in the in the deal that if I spent more than two consecutive weeks on a project, I was uh, able to get credit on the project. And somehow in that project, they slipped me a movie. I'm not going to say what the movie is, because that's just, you know, it's not right. fair to anybody, yeah, yeah. right? And I'm not a sewer, because suing is just, oh, yeah. I feel bad for that guy going up against Disney. He must oh, really be right. Right. You got you know? to feel like you're right, because you're, you're going against a humongous, like, machine. Right, exactly. You're going against, like, the Keith Raniere machine you know times a million at disney so he's definitely got to be right and i'm not a suing guy but i will say is like so in this scenario i get handed a script and this script that i was handed and told to do a rewrite on which ended up being like six weeks bless you i I, I got my uh i got i got my (laughs) mute on so don't worry yeah jason looked like he was about to sneeze oh i am i am i'm listening (laughs) okay so um that being said they handed me a script in this 
packet that was, I guess, written by the director. And the director was not Writers Guild. And, you know, but the studio was. And it ended up that one of the execs at the studio, this was like their side project. Okay. That they still gave to me and asked me to rewrite. And I did it. Page one rewrite changed, you know, pretty much everything in the movie. And it ended up garnering, um, I think, three Academy Award winners as actors. Wow. And uh, when I went to arbitrate it, you know, and, and basically say, okay, you know, I wrote this movie. Uh, the Writers Guild's like, yeah, we can't arbitrate it because the other writer is not in the Writers Guild. And they're wow. not claiming this is a Writers Guild project because your name's not on it. Right. So they basically so they, work That's around how it. they screwed me there. So if I wanted to, I could sue them. Right. And go with the draft to draft and all the emails, right? Then I've had, you know, the, the different accounts where I've, I've written things and they've been just direct stolen. And, um, you know, there's a huge show that just ended uh, on the air that could not have won more awards and stuff um, that I absolutely created with someone who went on to sell it and direct the pilot and um, win a whole bunch of stuff and a lot of money. And I got nothing. And again, this happens all the time, whether it's a writer, writer directors are most notoriously the thieves. And then they are close in hand with the studios and networks. If the studio hears an idea they like... So here, let, let me tell you something. Okay. As a writer, you are the lowest level of talent. This is how you are treated. Okay? And I don't say this complaining, because you're still better off than most of the world. Right, right. Okay? So, so let's not That's get this reality. I, this is, yeah. Yeah. In the relevance, in the relative scale of what I do, that's where writers fall. Not writers, directors. Right. Okay? That's where writers fall. And a writer, executive producer, if you're a creator, you may have a little more say, but only if you're a well-established creator. Now, most of the time, if you're in the assignment game, let's say, like this guy at Disney, okay? I, I can't imagine it changed that much from the late 80s. Studios have properties, the IP, like the Muppets, right? So they're the Muppet Babies. And what they do is they say, we want to do something with the Muppet Babies. Send us your writers who've got takes, and then every writer comes into the room who wants an assignment, because that's how that Muppet Baby thing goes, because that's an IP from Disney. Right. It's not like he had the idea, and he's like, I'm going to well, go. Well, now it is. I mean, before it was a um, Jim Henson thing, back in the day before Disney bought it, this, was a, this wasn't owned by Disney. They bought this IP, right? Okay, from, so uh, it's a Jim Henson thing, right? So Jim Henson is the one who sends it out, right? Because this is when Jim Henson was making the Muppets in the 80s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Jim Henson sends it out. This guy gets, you know, he pitches it to Jim. However it goes, they get his ideas, and they make the show. Now, they made him the creator. They did the right thing in this scenario at that time. Mm -hmm. But here's why I bring this up. Because a lot of times as a writer, you're going in to these producers and these studio executives, and they're like, okay, we have this idea, or we have this book, or we have this magazine article. Come in, basically... Give us your entire pitch, first act, second act, third act, mile markers, characters, inciting incident. Basically, tell us how you'd make the movie, and then go home. And we'll tell you if you get it. And then what they do is they take all the best versions, and they use whatever they want. It is the most fucked up system that there is. It's one of the reasons that I don't like writing. You know, it, it's because of how it's, you know, now, now, how it's treated. Um so there's a couple things I want to go into, but the first thing I want to ask you is, why do they think that um, this? Why? How, why? This seems like a very brazen act. Like this seems like a very bold and brazen act. It's not. It's very typical and common. Right. What? Why? Any why? writer, what they've had stolen from them. Oh, their dignity. Well, 
probably yeah, some. But, but really, ask any writer. There's writers who have spent years on scripts and then they're not invited to set. You know, I mean, this is a an ongoing thing, and it's not just about oh, we can steal from the writer. It's the fact that like you know, it's 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 a you know a discrimination against a writer. You know, in this business, and there's nothing writers can do about it. Interesting. Well, I know that there's there's a lot of writers at Disney right now, and this seems like a very big Disney problem. Like one of the reasons they're doing all these Disney remakes, and they're they're doing some rewrites with these uh, these uh, bigger. Uh, <laughs> just Dirt wants to know if we use beer conditioner. I do not use anything. I I just uh, I just like kind of wake up. I oh I do have this. Where's my? Oh, Justin, do you think my beard looks that nice? That yeah. it's got, it's got conditioner. I, 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 I misplaced my beard brush when I was getting Stephanie out of the way. I haven't used conditioner, but I do have beard batter somewhere, yeah. and I just find it too like messy. I, no, know, I just I, I just take mine out of the dryer. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's got conditioner, <laughs> on, Joseph. I'm just saying. All right, so <laughs> go on. <laughs> but um, so but 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 Disney has had some very serious uh, issues with this stuff. Um, hmm. So when they're they're doing these remakes of The Lion King and uh, 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 you know whether it's Maleficent or Cinderella and all this stuff, they're not paying any of the original people anything. Listen, you want me to you want me to blow your mind even further? Yeah. Okay, you know, you know, the guy created, um, you know, little shows like, uh, I don't know, Magnum PI, mm -hmm. NCIS. Uh, I, I, I can go on. Don Belisario, mm -hmm. right? When they remade Magnum, they didn't pay him a fucking dollar. They didn't involve him. They, they, they're remaking all his shows. They spin off all his shows. They don't pay him a penny on the spinoffs. They fire him. The studios and the networks are the, listen, they are the worst. They're the worst, and it's why we're seeing kickback now. It's why we're seeing kickback in a lot of ways. Why do you think the Writers Guild decided, after all this time, it was if the pandemic had not happened, the Writers Guild would have lost that fight with the agencies. I can oh, guarantee you. I believe it. Like, did, did that basically kill that whole, that whole conversation? I mean, obviously, we knew that, I knew that that was coming in, and there was a, there was a big thing coming with the, the agencies from the Writers Guild, and then, you know, obviously got distracted, but I didn't realize it just got dropped. Well, it didn't get dropped. I mean, most of the agencies signed the agreements, and the ones who didn't, they're out in pasture. I mean, the CAAs, listen, I've told you, I've said it before, these big agencies are going to fall in the next two years. The CAAs, the UTAs, I'm not saying they won't be around as mm -hmm. entities, but I don't think they'll be around as agencies. There is no need for them. They got too big to be someone who services clients. Clients service them. It doesn't work. It doesn't work anymore. And this is what's going to happen with the studios. There has to be an upheaval because these kinds of things, I mean, this is going back to 80s and it's going on. You know what I mean? This is yeah. not ever stopped. No. So how do I feel about it? I feel like I wish you would win. I wish they wouldn't do this. I wish studios didn't, you know, um, say it's okay to just take other structures and, you know, use them. Uh, you know, and, and they steal people's work all the time. And, and I, I, I don't say that. I say that with experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give specific examples because it's not my place to. Right, right. And but I'm I've not asking seen for it. that. No, no, I, I, I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm saying, but I've seen it. I'm just saying that to really validate, validate. I can't even talk. Validate. That word belongs to Cliff. He owns it. It's in his Bible. If you validate. use validate, you're going to need to pay. It's his word. TM me. Uh, Dan and Dan saying this is part of the reason for so many re remakes, right? This is so basically they can screw the writer and they can creator and not have to pay any of these pieces and not actually have to assign any of this stuff, right? Yeah. Who are they paying? Yeah, yeah that's true. 
they'll pay a much less fee to a guy who comes in and is the develop guy. Like, oh, develop by. That's what you see that it's not created by. Right. Well, you know? and is there is there a situation, you know, and I guess, and, this, and then I'll let, we'll let this go. Sure. Uh, where you can actually just have like a staff staff writing setup where you just have staff writers that develop this kind of stuff. Do they still do stuff like that? You know, because like when Absolutely. I when, when like advertising and stuff, nobody owns that stuff. The 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 place, you know, the company owns all that. You're not the owner of that Burger King campaign because you're a staff writer or a staff creative. You can yeah. use it as a thing. But, but you, yes, yes, Jason, you're absolutely right. That's when you're paying writers. Right. You're getting them in a room and you're saying, here's what you're getting a week. This is your work for hire. We own your IP out of your brain. Mm -hmm. Anything that comes out of your brain from now until your contract's up, we own. Right. It's why a lot of my stuff from the, um, when I worked, you know, after I left Entourage after the second season was in the third and fourth season still using right. my stories and my ideas and my personal life history uh, because I said it all in the room. That being said, though, you know, this is what happens. So at least if you're paying someone and they're getting a credit, then, yeah, you give up your IP. That's what happens. Yeah, that's how it should be. Yep. Right? Joe, yeah, um, Cliff, uh, Cliff was one of the original writers on Entourage and, uh, you know, has a lot of his personal experience and life experiences in that show. The, Cliff, is a, Cliff is a founder on that kind of stuff. So that being said, it's, it's a matter of, you know, realizing, okay, if you're going to pay me, then you can abuse me. <laughs> I mean, but that's really what it comes down to as a writer. Like I've gotten monetary um, levels where there's a certain amount of abuse I'll take. If you pay me this amount, there's a certain amount, you know, more I'll take. And if you're going to pay me up here, I'm, I'm open. How much for the hot candle wax, Cliff? What, Listen, what, man, that was down here. <laughs> think, well, think, think broader, man. You got a fan in Joe. He, uh, he wanted to let you know he's, uh, this is one of, you wrote one of the uh, favorite thank you, Joe. all time. That's awesome. awesome. And, and listen, but this is the point, is that these things are, at least if you're going to say, I'm going to hire you, I'm going to give you a credit. So you get to walk away from that also on your resume. It's different than saying, come in, tell us what your, oh, Waffle House is good, JD. JD has heaven is Waffle House. Heaven is Waffle House. Um, I'm wearing a Waffle House hat, everyone. <laughs> That's how you can know. He's <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? That's where I can afford to eat. Because <laughs> everyone keeps stealing. No, no, listen, this is a real thing, though, and I wish there was something to be done about it, and I, I really don't see anything in the distant future that's being done to, fel to help, uh, you know, rectify this awful situation. I mean, listen, don't cry a river for writers. On the worst day, we're making six figures. So, you know, it's always been a, a craw on my side about complaining about anything. Right. No, but I, but there is, you know, there's something to be said. These, these, these types of IPs and, and, you know, owning certain pieces and, and, and having your, it's, it's an, it's an interesting portion of our jobs. Things aren't on physical media ideas and digital pieces and components and thoughts and that kind of stuff that you trade on are hard to protect. And it's, it's interesting to see how this kind of stuff does. For some reason, the minute they put it down on celluloid, they own it right through something and they mm -hmm. feel like they have a you know every right to use this IP. So what 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 changes? What evol what evolves between the point where it's written down and the point where it's put to screen that causes them to feel that transfer of ownership has happened? Um, and that's what I wanted to understand. And this is a lot. This really helped. Well, they feel that they get to spend if they spend any money on you, they own all of you. That's their automatic mandate. And uh, listen, that's that's, that's their. That's why you need to watch the debates, ladies and gentlemen, and you need to vote. <laughs> Let me see how you did that. You just want to have a good weekend. I do. That's what that was I do, about. but you know, one of the reasons I'm going to have a good weekend mm. is because I am soft downstairs right now. I'm so soft. Listen, I don't know if you're as soft as I am, yeah. 
You're soft downstairs. I'm soft downstairs. Why are you soft downstairs? Because I'm wearing some MeUndies because <laughs> I was doing my moon dance. Mm. And uh, and I was prepping for the, my weekend uh, father-daughter moon dance. And uh, I decided to get some brand new, some brand new MeUndies. That sounds awful. Father-daughter oh, no, moon dance. No, I, I think I was just referencing. That's a, that's a Borat reference. Um, <laughs> I know. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> We'll get into no, that, but no, no, not really. I was, uh, I just, I, I got, I got all my meundies ready. I got them. I, I, it's Friday. It's time to get everything clean, ready to go. Get warm, oh, you're doing wash. Yeah, doing wash. This is what we we're talking about the other day, though. When you wash these things, they actually don't. They don't lose any comfort. No, they're just as they if just, not more so. They plus up in comfort. Yeah, I feel like it's they, like, they. It's like memory foam. Yeah, and it's that micromodal. It's the uh, sustainable beechwood trees they keep. Right. It's it's yeah. what pulp. pulp. T R. That's right. That's right. I can't do it. I just want to tell you that my 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 jack of all trades is your good Lord Bird. My good Lord Bird is nice and comfy in the micro. Yeah, in the micromodal. And you know what else is good? I was going to say it is smothered and covered and coddled. Waffle House and coddled exactly. By the way, smothered, covered, and coddled in meundies. And and you know what else? It's not only that it's so comfortable. They don't just make underwear, and they don't just make underwear for men. It's no. unis. They do men, women, mm-hmm. and they got that monthly thing, and that's the thing I love. Yeah. The m- monthly. So every moon party, you can have a new pair of meundies. And now I'm going to change the subject because <laughs> now this is the part where my wife comes in and goes, "I'm embarrassed for you." Yeah, there's no <laughs> moon party. But that being said, right, if you happen to, you know, have a moon party, meundies works great for it too. Either way, where do they get them? Oh, you get them at MeUndies.com. Use hashtag, or not hashtag, use offer code STUCK. Stuck. MeUndies.com, offer code STUCK. You get 15% off. Get the monthly subscription. I can't tell you how awesome it is. Well, I can tell you it's fucking awesome. It's worth Uh, every penny. And it's not that expensive. It's like 20 bucks. 20 bucks. I mean, 200 a year, $240 a year for all the underwear. I mean, like, and you end up with at least 30 pairs of 25 pairs of underwear. You can wear some of them as masks. For um for co- for social distancing, it's great. You just use one leg right over your face. I do it all the time. I do it all the time when I'm like I can't find a mask. I'm just wear one. I tuck the other leg into my back of my shirt. Right. Maybe put a yeah. Love it. The quality is just as good, if not better, than Ralph Lauren, than uh, Calvin Klein. And by the way, try spending. You know how much you can spend twenty dollars, forty dollars a piece for yeah, those. Not, they're not even close. They don't even right. touch it. They don't, they don't even, even touch, touch it. it. Not at all. Honestly, I, I don't want to take the underwear off even when I have to. Yeah. Yeah. All if, right. If uh, Back to the Future was made today. Uh, they would have thought his name was me undies <laughs> when he traveled back in time meundies.com offer code suck all right yeah. so now let's get into some content we uh, we, we haven't talked content all week and i really yes. want to get into it so let's first finale of the vow okay you want to launch into that first yeah okay so, you go first so this episode was really interesting to me. I actually, I don't think it was better. I don't think it was, I think that they still were way too long, but I actually enjoyed this episode a little bit more than the last few because I felt like I got some information. Um, hmm. bas- basically, this episode, uh, it was uh, was Keith on the run, right? And we got right. to hear a lot more about some of the darker tone of some of the ESP and some of the, the teachings, which taught a lot about... Uh, Manip- like some of the manipulation techniques, some of the stories that were told, a lot of the par- kind of, I, I want to call them parables. For all intents and purposes, these aren't teachings, these aren't trainings, they're parables and stories that kind of, uh, that Keith used to control people. Yes. Uh, 
And this part was where you kind of started to see like a lot, you know, you see the manipulation in the branding, you see the manipulation in the, you know, the money and the bribery stuff. But when you hear him talking about having women lick puddles to prove that they're, you know, they're worthy of his teachings, or he's, he's talking to an entire group of people from Mexico and talking about how their spend expenditure of money in their class system is how they're going to, what they're going to use to control people you recognize what he's doing and you can kind of see where this manipulation actually exists within the teachings. He tried to get that Beth woman to run in, into head first into a tree. Head first into a tree and then made her feel bad about herself when she decided she did not want to run head first into a tree. Right. By the way, that, that woman was in star Wars. That That was one of the things, Bonnie. Yeah. She, Beth, we, is that her name? Bonnie? Bonnie's yeah, her name? But yeah, we, we were super surprised. So at one point, they go into a um, an old storage shed full of their old stuff. Their, pre, their pre-Nexium like, life has basically all been shipped and put into this container at a, at a shipping company. And they pull out, hey, my Star Wars character's here. And... Which is great. I didn't know it's she was a in Star Wars. She's got an action figure. She's got an action figure. He Keith's got his uh, what the bleep did we know? Mm-hmm. Um, did you look her up after that? Um, no, not really. I did think <laughs> about it, and then I did. I thought about it too. I thought about it too. I was just like, oh, you know, it, it it actually gave her a little more credibility to me. Like you were a working actor, and then poof, you gave yeah. it all up. That's what this guy does. I mean, this is with Allison Mack. Mark had a promising career, and listen, the more I, you continue, go on. Oh no! I, you're absolutely right. She was. She appeared in. She. Her name was. Oh, you know who she played? Who? She played the. Um, you remember uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru from Star Wars? The first one, the ones that got that mm-hmm. where Luke Skywalker was living before yeah. they got murdered by uh, by the stormtroopers. She right. played young Beru. Oh, okay. So she Beru. had like a scene or two. Yeah, she had a scene or two, and I think. Uh, for that's some reason, small. Think, that's you know. I mean, it was a. It's a. It's a major character. It's a named character that I know who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I and feel they made like, a doll. Yeah. yeah a, you make a doll. I mean, you know, you're somebody. Listen, the point is they had lives. Yep. The point is they had careers. And somehow they got into the clutches of this. I hate the word Svengali, but I, I don't know that there's a better one. Yeah. I and, mean, yeah. And she, well, and she, oh, just real quick, because now I'm on Star go. Wars nerdy stuff. Uh, Joel Edgerton. 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 Uh, yeah, Joel Edgerton. Either or. He, Edgerton. Um, yeah. He actually played Uncle Owen. He was. TV TV husband of uh, of Bonnie. She was he was the husband on the Star Wars on that same yeah the husband uh, to the husband of Baru in uh, that th- those two epi- those two seasons or those two uh, movies. Oh, that was before Warrior. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Listen, I mean, these are stepping stones. I mean, that's like Joel Egerton, You know, yeah. can go and become a star, and uh, she went and and ended up in Nexium. Yeah. Uh, is it Nexium? Isn't that the name of the heartburn medication? It is. It's also the heartburn medication. The heartburn medication works much better than oh than this. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I hardly this. ever get into to, to um, unrequented uh, sex orgies after taking that Nexium. Um, Joel, you, you, you Joel never brought, brought up Nexium. You never heard any of that stuff out of Joel, right? At, what Nexium? Yeah. No, or I, ESP. I, I, he, didn't, he, he never came to the. Listen, he never came to the set. Like, buff. I never got like, to set. No one invited me to set a warrior. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. I was I in forgot. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was in. I was in LA working on my next project. I was like, oh, I got to pay the rent. Would that be donuts? If Joel came back, came in. It's like, listen, you suppressive motherfuckers. We're doing this, Nick. <laughs> let's go. 
Listen, uh, I don't think Gavin would, would stand for that, I got to tell you. <laughs> and Gavin and Joel allegedly got along well because they kept making movies, and Gavin and Tom, not so much. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, go figure. That being said, I never met any of them. I never, right. met, I never met Jennifer Morrison. I, I never met a, a human being, except for Grillo. He's my friend. But oh, other yeah. than that, and we wrote that part for him. So, I mean, other than that, I, I don't know anybody on that set. I was like, oh, did you know Kurt Angle? I don't know. I don't know nobody. I just wrote a movie. <laughs> and then I sat at home. I actually wrote a movie, and then uh, then the writer strike happened. Oh, right. That's about yeah. that same time, right? Yeah, and then I lost my townhouse, and I went bankrupt. Mm. Yeah, no, it was fun. It was a good That's time. Fun. Sounds Let me like say blast. something. That's <laughs> when I enhanced the Waffle House. Huh? Nothing galvanizes you more than bankruptcy. <laughs> no, that, that's true. That's when true. you can look at someone and go, sue me. Go ahead. <laughs> try. Try. Yeah, see what you got. Well, <laughs> You're I, not going to get anything. Right. <laughs> now I'm worried. Don't sue me. <laughs> Don't sue me. I've, I've clawed back. <laughs> no, but I, I really do. You know, you have this person who is really on her way to a wonderful career, as was Mark Vicente. Here's the thing about Mark. The more I've watched this man, the more I do not like that dude. You know, my wife was saying the exact same thing. Like, and I was trying to find, like, he, she finds more and more fault and a lot more uh, about him that, to, that feels uh, inauthentic. Yes. about his apologies his crying feels fake and forced he feels very much like an act and i uh, yes yeah crocodile tears yeah that's what i actually i said that out loud i love that steph and i are the very similar i, I said that out loud to myself with no one listening i was like fucking crocodile tears <laughs> i mean this guy you know when i watched him get that mad over the dog bed mm-hmm. like you know what a, a person of i want to say remorse Mm-hmm. You know, humility, accountability doesn't turn and yell at Catherine Oxenberg saying it's too soon to bring right. it up. You turn to your wife and you go, I am so sorry, hon. Yeah. I am so sorry. I yep. am so sorry. That's the first reaction. That's the only right. reaction. I made you sleep in a dog bed. And I will guarantee you, as we brought up earlier, that guy didn't sleep in a dog bed one night of his life. Nope. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, that's a big part of it. I mean, I could see getting angry because... The reality is you're embarrassed to death and you don't want any of that stuff shown, right? And you're like, sure. I'm fucking mad. Don't bring this up because you I'm so embarrassed that. by it. Right. Well, the the reason I don't, that, that excuse doesn't fly for me is very <laughs> simple. He didn't have, they didn't have to put it in the documentary. He had control over that co- content. He wanted that scene in there where he got mad. He mm. gave that scene to the director specifically to have it in. Yes. Because it's so important for his ego, for every single person in the world to know that he's not responsible. Yep. I was not, I was a victim. And right. listen, we're not saying that everybody isn't a victim. I don't even know, can we use the word victim anymore? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You, I don't know, I, mean, I didn't know if I got outlawed. No, you're allowed. I mean, you don't want to shame the victim in general, and this is where oh, it gets never. a little bit tricky because I don't think he is. Because even when he he's painting himself as the hero, well, I don't right? look at him as a victim. He, yeah, that's the thing. I don't look at that guy as a victim. No, I really don't. Suppress- he rose to power. He's a suppressor that got out. Like he's like, if anything, he's like the the uh, the not. Now this is a very extreme, but like. The uh, the 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 war criminal, the 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 Nazi scientist who came to work on the Manhattan Project afterwards, like he's yeah, he's the equivalent of like the 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 turncoat. He's the uh, he's the 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 spy or the the the, the defector, 
Right. The Nazi who came to America and said, right. I will build you a nuclear bomb. Yeah, exactly. He's, Only accents sound the same. <laughs> that was a lot better than whatever you did yesterday. I, I can't do accents, but you know what? Thanks. <laughs> like, I'll take it. I was like, Honestly. what? What? you were doing, it was like a good Lord French or something. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. I was like, is he doing like a... We, no. <laughs> no. No. One of the many reasons I'm not an actor, I can't do accents. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's I why I, could, I had to stop doing improv because all the characters said exactly the same. Because I was like, "What voices?" I would have um, been a huge star if I could do accents. Huge, huge. Yeah. Listen, um, this is the thing, though, and I will say this about Mark. And, and listen, when you put yourself out there, you agreed to this. You gave footage. You had a purpose and an agenda in making this and being a part, an active part. The only reason it got made, really, where would they get this footage from? Right. Right. And you knew that you did. You know, you knew. This, this feels like more of the, you know, like I get the, and I, I can appreciate this and actually accept this. I did something wrong. I want to redeem what I've done. I recognize yes. what I've done was bad. I want to go back. Like the, you know, the, you know, just going back into other stories, you know, you look at the, you know, the American History X version of this character who's like, I know I did wrong. I went to jail. I came back, understand how I've hurt people and I want to speak against it. You know, the, yes. the, the reformed. Mark doesn't feel like he wants to admit that he has to reform, right? He doesn't want to admit that he did wrong. Yes. You're right, dude. I, I was only pointing because you're right. I mean, honestly, like you're, you're, you're dead right. And the second you decide to make this public fair. Now, I can even get on board with what you're saying, even the next level of it, which is you not only want to make it for all the reasons you just said, which are 100% believable, convincible, and, and, and valid, I mean, you know, convincible to me, right? Right. Here's the next level of it, though, right? I could even take it to the space where you go, I have to make this to make sure that, you know, they're so brutal and so aggressive that I have to stomp them out completely and right. make sure that no one else falls for this. We have to get as much exposure as possible so there's not one other person who's sex trafficked. Right. Right? So mm -hmm. I could even say for that, right? There, there's a benevolence that could be right. read into it. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's, it's gone past that now. Yep. It goes back to Dave Schilling's hagiography. Because they could have done that already. That's, this, yep. this was, you know, um, this is three parts when you do it that way. There's actually a, a, another version of this out on Stars or one of the other streamers. There it's is? three episodes long. It's supposed to be much, much better. Yes. Get out of here. Really? I got to watch that. It's called Seduced. Oh, I have to watch that. I have to watch that. We, I'm going to watch that this weekend and we can talk about it next week because I, I will go up against that and I'll, I'll go back and forth between the two because I was bothered by this and I was bothered also by the director's um, blatant bait and switch. Yeah. This yeah. was not about, this was about a, uh, this was a uh, propaganda piece it, for all intents and purposes. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch season two, by the way, but it's a propaganda piece to show everyone that it's not these people's faults and I'm not saying it is. Okay, hey, I'm really not. I'm saying stop it. Show us the interesting stuff. No? No, I completely agree. I'm actually just reading a little bit of a compare and contrast between the two. So mm -hmm. Seduced really focuses on what Keith did. Good. This is actually about what Keith did as opposed to trying to explain why people believed him, um, which is really the other one. It's like, hey, this is why we got suckered is the thing. Like, hey, he's a con man, and this is why we thought he was worth believing. Right. right? defend defending your choice is yep. or defending what happened i believe that cult and and you know obviously we've talked a lot about this kind of stuff and i've watched tons of these kind of videos and this is what's mm -hmm. kind of hot in the streets right now as far as uh stories go 
I, I believe that people can be pre-reprogrammed and brainwashed. Shit, I was in the military. 100%. I was in the Air Force. I understand reprogramming very well. 100%. Um, I cried during, uh, you know, <laughs> during the national anthem for a long time, uh, you know, <laughs> midway through, you know, yeah. some of that stuff. But you didn't before the armed forces that right. is nlp that is you know, brainwashing we're taking your belief system we're eradicating it and we're yeah. building you a new belief system that you believe is yours yep and so i i you don't have to convince me that that stuff's not real and that you did you fell for and fell into this stuff and that you found your life in a different way and you decided if this was true you know it's improv like if this is true what else is you know what else right. can be true right and if you decide that this yes, validated and. something you're going to accept the next piece i get it now tell me what the fuck the guy did <laughs> yes, right. And and by the way, that is why I feel it's very important to understand that this is not, I, I'm so happy there's a seduced because I'm going to watch it this weekend because this to me was not the piece I wanted it to be. I still enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. It was not the piece I wanted it to be. I really wanted to see what this guy did. I really wanted a deep dive. Not, not one episode, man. And we've talked about this, Jace. Not one episode did they break down an investigation on who Keith Rainier is. Yep. Rainieri, whatever is Rowini, whatever his name is, they have not once broken down. Does he have this IQ? Where are the whisk tests? What what you know, where did he go to school? What are his uh, degrees in? What did he create at Nexium? What is this formula they're talking about? I, I hope Seduce does it to some degree. Yeah, well, I mean there's a lot of stuff. It, it says here's what I'll I'll just read a little thing. It's like Please. The Star's documentary series does not attempt to highlight or explain Keith Raniere's flowery language or ideas. It gets straight to the point with clips of Raniere explaining a hypothetical situation in which a baby is fuckable and digs into his misogynistic views on women. Wait, did you say a baby is fuckable? Yeah, that's one of the things that they get into. The yeah, series okay. tracks his misogynist views across the Nexium subgroups, at not just DOS, but also in Society of Protectors, um, and it you know, it, it dives into his ideologies and actually explains what he believes and what he was teaching instead of kind of walking around all that shit. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Because you know why they, you know what it really, it occurs to me that the reason this documentary, The Vow, walked around it so well was because if they actually took the time to do what I'm believing Seduced is doing, you'd really hate these people. Right. Well, you'd be like, oh, to, you sat there while he was saying that? You, you have to realize? justify it so much more. You'd have to go, yeah, yes. this is, these are the words that he used, and I still believed him. Right? And, 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 and to, a, to a point, I empathize with that because it's like, yeah, I was already in. I was looking at these things as parables and metaphors for other things, or I was justifying it because I got success over here. And it's, that's, mm. those are those hard things for people to like recognize. And I get why it would be a, fearful. You would be fearful to share those things. But you can't put one half of it out there and not accept the other part of it and expect people to believe you. Amen. And and you know, and what we do know, right, is that that uh, Sarah Bronfman is that her name? She went to jail, right? Yeah. And she got a bad sentence. Well, you know, good depending well, on. How you I, yeah. What was that? The bail was a hundred million. million. Yeah. She posted that, but now she's sentenced. Yeah. Did she get like sixteen years or something? Sarah. Yeah. She's no spring chicken. Yep. And so this next. Keith is actually supposed to get uh, sentenced next week. Next week? Mm -hmm. Oh, I kind of want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just cheer. It's like, woo. <laughs> Sarah Brofa got seven years. Hey, for her, it might as well be 16. Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's real. Sarah Bronfman. She's worth billions of dollars. How much? You know, I mean, sorry. Yep, she agreed to forfeit $6 million and pay 100000 in restitution <laughs> to a Nexium victim. That's it? And a $500,000 fine. That's it? Yeah. 
What's the $6 million for? Just to go to the government? Yeah, I think it's part of like giving up some money that was probably part of this. Well, program. shouldn't that go back to the victims of Nexium? Uh, uh, that's that I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting too. I mean, she is a real. I mean, and also the the all of them. Plus, I, mean, I mean, if she's paying a hundred million bail, she's doing that on bond, so she probably had to give up ten million there. Yeah, I mean, okay, so it still doesn't scratch the surface for what yeah. they did, you know. I exactly. mean, I think you could take her whole fortune and pay restitution to these families. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and and Keith, you know, this guy. I, I really hope that they. What did he get convicted of? They didn't even tell us. You know that. How about that? Jason, well, they ended this, I know, because it's going to go to season two and they're trying to milk it for even more, which is fine. I'm probably going to watch it, but not cool. Right. Absolutely. Um, hold on. It's so guilty of sexual exploitation of a child and possession of child por uh, pornography. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Possession of child pornography? Yep. Oh, they caught him with child pornography. Oh, okay, good. So he's going away. Yeah. Uh, sex trafficking of Nicole, attempted sex trafficking of Jay, identity theft against Edgar Broadman, James Lupitadero, a few other people that I'm not going to be able to pronounce their full names, so let's just call them Mashana and Pam. Tracking, uh, trafficking for labor and services of Daniela and forced labor of Nicole, conspiracy to alter records for use in an official proceeding, and sex trafficking conspiracy, forced labor conspiracy, racketeering conspiracy, and wire fraud conspiracy. All guilty? Those are what everything was convicted June nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. He's going to get one hundred and sixty years. Renary, who maintains his innocence, is scheduled to be sentenced on October twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Prosecutors are thinking a life sentence. Yeah, double life. I mean, you, you're caught with child pornography alone, right? Right. You got twenty years and fifteen, right? If, if you're not even breathing, and now everything you just named. Not, first of all, racketeering. Once right. they get you on RICO. You're never seeing the light of day. That's all federal, right? This is all federal. Oh, yeah. This is all federal. The sex trafficking, all of it. And it's interesting that India Oxenberg was left out of it. Yeah, I mean, the, it, there's But Allison Mack was convicted, right? Yep. Absolutely, she is. So we, I will have to, you know, that, and that's another person, like, you know, and to, not that it's more interesting because Keith is already there, but you'd think you'd get a little more Allison in this whole conversation because she is kind of that person that connects you to all, all this stuff yeah uh, i wouldn't even have known about it if allison mack didn't get arrested you know what i mean like it was like oh did you hear allison mack from smallville got arrested yeah. what, the, what the hell did that little blonde person do you know like for what sex trafficking what i gotta uh, read about this so she was held on a five million bond and then she was uh sent she was heading house arrest with her parents mm -hmm. uh and then March 19th, it was revealed to the court that Mac and the other defendants of the case were in active plea negotiations um, as Ranieri appeared to uh, plead not guilty for the child pornography charges. On April 8th, 2019, Mac pled guilty to racketeering conspiracy and racketeering charges and was scheduled to be sentenced on September 19th. The sentencing was postponed by the court to grant for su sufficient time to conduct pre-sentencing investigations. Um, oh, you know what I bet? I bet they got her own brainwashed. Uh, and now she's spilling her guts. Interesting. And they're doing resentencing, like, investigations. And they're like, how much are you going to give us? And she's like, I'm going to give you all of it. Because this guy's a piece of garbage. I'll tell you, I honestly will tell you that I believe Allison Mack was more of a victim than Mark Vicente. Oh, I, I, I believe it. I mean, she, you could tell how... how she was quick, a broken bird how at quick, best. How quickly she was kind of... Uh, 
indoctrinated into all this stuff was pretty insane. She was walking around. She's like an open wound. She's walking around looking for something. It's like you can go on a date with someone like that. And I've been on dates with people like this. And you know from talking to her for 10 minutes, you can manipulate and convince them to do anything you want. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you're a piece of shit. Right. But really, I mean, that's what it is. And a guy like Keith, who is highly intelligent, he knew what he was doing from day one. We broke down his initial, you know, thing with her. She said everything that made her feel good. He's like, now, what if all that made you feel bad? What if that made you a piece of shit? That's basically what he did. Yep. And he knew immediately what he was doing. So, yeah, I think they did unbrainwash her. I think they did get her old belief system back. And her parents are like, we're so glad to have you back. And uh, they're like, just tell him everything. The guy's a monster. Yep. And, and, and she's like, yep, okay. I bet you she doesn't get it because racketeering, man, she's looking at 25, 30 years, no matter what. 50, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, she's going to school at Berkeley right now. I'm sorry, what? She's taking classes at Berkeley Ber- as of September, last September, or this September. September you mean 20. like online? Um, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, she's probably not at Berkeley right this minute, but that was the last thing they had with her is, uh, as of September 2020, she how, was taking How classes. old is she? Uh, 38. 38, and she went back to college. I mean, think about it. She really had to regress that much to probably go back to a place where she could find her own self again. And again, I don't really have that much empathy for her. I mean, she, but I do think she's more of a victim than a guy like Mark. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, you know, and that's, well, and that's that whole whole thing where she, you know, Mark should have probably faced something similar, even though she got, he got out earlier, still was a bigger part of this than I think that they want to do. Okay. India? India yeah. uh, broke away from Nexium in 2018 and reconnected with her mother. She did not face any criminal charges, um, and she's engaged to Chef Patrick D'Ignazio as of October 19th. Listen, here's the thing. I'm happy that she's healthy and back with her mom. Like, that makes my heart smile. Me too. I mean, my heart's always smiling, but it makes it smile a little wider, okay? Also, I will say that, you know, if your mother is the one who brings the entire case to the FBI... Yeah. You probably let the daughter get immunity. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I actually, I see that. I'm not even mad at it, even though, you know, because again, I'll go with, and it's not because they're women. It's because they are, well, you know what? It is a little because they're women, because it is a physicality thing. You're surrounded by all these dudes, these society of protectors and these masculine, uh, misogynistic, toxic male mm-hmm. figures. You, what do you do? Where do you turn to? You feel physically outnumbered. And right. outmatched, right? Well, you're and that's a big deal. Emotionally manipulated to a point where it's, it's you know, that's the whole point of this. I mean, it, it very clearly, and as we, you know, I want to watch this other one, very clearly that was his whole point in the, in the first place. This all was about manipulating women. Like, at the end of the day, everything here is about getting yeah, him laid. getting laid. He, he has a, certain proclivities, this guy. He's an SNA. He's, you know, and by the way, there's nothing. I'm sex positive. Do that all you want with willing partners who are into the same thing you're into. But if you have proclivities that you can't meet and get satisfied without, without manipulating and basically brainwashing and turning everybody into a cult, um, yeah, 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 probably not the right thing for you. But you know, everybody else, you know, <laughs> Nancy Salzman, racketeering. Oh, you know, thank God, she's the worst. Honestly, I think she's one of the worst. Uh, and her daughter, Claire Bromfin, is obviously racketeering. Uh, Lauren Salzman, racketeering. Oh, good. Um, you know, so so all these other groups, these people, generally everybody's on pled guilty to uh, some sort of racketeering charge or fraud. Frank, uh, you know, let's see, 
there's, but otherwise, uh, Frank was actually the guy from the Frank report. Who's also in trouble for IRS stuff, which is a totally different thing. Not oh, really? really. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but Keith is doing Keith is the one that wow. really has a lot of these, um, uh, these pieces of Keith uh, Ranieri, Leslie, we're talking about Keith Ranieri from Nexium. Go on. Yeah. Jason. So the, the, the next thing will be the vow part two, which will be set against the backdrop of his 2019 trial and include testimony and his sentencing that'll take place next week. Yeah, listen, man, I, I got to tell you, I don't really have much hope in the vow part two. You know, I, I really feel like it is a hagiography, and I, I'm not, um, uh, again, not saying I'm not going to watch it, yep. you know, but all right. Anything else we got on this? Um, no, I think that's that, that, that was a lot, that <laughs> was a lot much longer than I thought. Was, yeah, I was like, wow, <laughs> shit. Um, I do want to. And ladies and gentlemen, the vow is over. <laughs> the vow is over. Yes. Until next time. Yes. This is where they ended it. Yes. Um, I do want to say one thing. I watched Borat. I actually watched the other half of it today, and I mm -hmm. actually thought the parts where they weren't doing the like prank stuff were actually a little bit funnier than some of the stuff where they were with like having the, 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 the daughter, him and his daughter's relationship and hanging out in the, the trailer were some of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I love that. I, listen, I like it. it. If I had to pay for it, I probably wouldn't have. Yeah. When she swallows the cupcake baby and there's, there's some genius stuff in there. There's some genius stuff. And, and I do want to say this, the, 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 you know, and I, I, because this is the part that everybody wants to talk about is the Giuliani part. Mm-hmm. Not they, they they broke that thing up so fast that there's nothing there. There's nothing there. You know, it's gross, and he's definitely laying on the bed, and there's something icky about why he went to bed and laid on the bed to go. Why he took bed. her in the bedroom with a glass of whiskey what is ick. Yeah, right? that's not ick. He was trying to get laid. He was trying ick. to get laid. Yeah, Ugh. but there's you know, but at the same time, there wasn't a there's not enough of a piece there for you to be able to just like completely like kill him. Other than you already know everything that you believe about him, you're still going to believe by the end of the movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, that he's a slimy dude. Yep. <laughs> Real slimy. Forget about politics, forget about anything. This dude is slimy. Yeah, let me take you in the bed to take your microphone off. And even if he only stuck his hand down his pants for like, you know, let's say it's three seconds. I want you to one, one thousand. I've been really excited about that. I've been getting three, really excited. <laughs> I've been getting real excited. See how um, long that is. I mean, like, you should not be saying, like, I know you a long time. Have I ever stuck my hand down my pants around you? You know what I mean? Like, there. I'm not saying he was jerking. No, but have I? Mm, nope. No, so, so, but I'm not saying that he wasn't jerking off because he definitely was. He was definitely right. doing something. It's yeah, just, just he was it was fast. Here's what I think. I don't know if he was playing with it, but he was definitely readjusting the bone zone. If you know what I mean, like, here's one thing that guys got to do sometimes if they are getting the aroused, which he's a dirty old man, and he was touching her fairly inappropriately at a couple points. Mm -hmm. um, and he's old, and I'm sure a girl that that pretty um, hasn't been that close to him in a while i would be more yeah. apt to think homeboy got a little bit of an early um blue yeah. pill boner and needed to uh <laughs> correct where it was going because it was running down his leg and it was causing him a little bit of a discomfort discomfort yeah he doesn't have me undies he doesn't julian well, he, he did have me undies, he'd still have to correct it and fit it in there because yeah yeah but it would feel better get his get his little <laughs> get his little rudy his little lord bird <laughs> his little rudy Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, listen, I agree with you. It's not as big a deal as that. I mean, it's terrible it's and it's terrible. horrible. And, uh, you know, listen, the guy is a scumbag. You know, forget about who, uh, politics. Yeah. He's just the, There's plenty of awful stuff in that. The, the, gross, oh. the, the, the grosser person in that movie is the one yes. that was like willing to write, Jews will not replace us on a cake and put a smiley face on it. Oh, you know who else was terrible? Who? How about the people at the Southern Debutante? How much is my oh, daughter worth to you? $500. Uh, Even the $500, daughter was like, you're fucking disgusting. 
Yeah. yeah. The, the daughter. That was the, that was the part where you knew this was real. Yeah. At least that segment. Like, you're disgusting. Here's the problem, and we talked about this with it. The other segments were like, when he's talking to like a woman at a hotel or he's talking to a person at a press, it's like, there shouldn't be over-the-shoulder reaction shots of Borat. You know, it should be a one camera, like when Larry Charles directed it. You know, it's yep. like you everything there was happening as it was happening, and they had a van running outside. Yep. You know, I mean, this was like if you're having reaction shots over uh, the the clerk's shoulder, then that means there had to be a camera set up there, which yep. means you know that either they set up two cameras, which already you go, well, what's happening? Or these are two shots scenes where they're, they're 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 not as real as you want them to be exactly and that's that's really what i i think there was some that were definitely real i mean the whole you know the convention stuff was all for real real yeah yeah and they did some stuff listen it is a very smart subversive film um and it is you know what and it was funny and i laughed out loud i i didn't think i, I was be shocked but that dance cracked me up like and i didn't want to laugh but that was super funny yeah um, the, and the, also kind of turned away yeah also <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, he's no. like well i thought it was funnier when he's like, trying to get the haircut is all not that hair <laughs> like and he's like showing the pictures of dog the bounty hunter like, <laughs> i like when he's cutting that other guy's hair he like takes oh, yeah, a snip he's, he's like it's, okay yeah, that was okay so good. So that's good See, those are again. the pieces okay. I really enjoyed. I, I also enjoyed that that guy's like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it saying it's fine. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. Oh, the haircut guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how about the two guys who take him into his house? Oh yeah. Into They're their super, house. Very patient people. I mean, listen, and these are the, like, these are the people that you would go, these are the worst Republican, right-wing, conspiracy, QAnon people. And you're like, they just took a random stranger into the house and they're pretty nice. Yeah, they're morons. Yeah. But they're pretty are nice. awful, but they're, they're tolerating <laughs> a lot of stuff that most people would. I know. Okay. So we are done. We're done. Until next week then, right? Until next week, we're going to have a great Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Next week's going to be a fun week. Mm -hmm. Um guys uh i want to just say thank you for for everything this week we had some really cool guests this week yep. you know hell of a week it, you know and so this week uh, this weekend i want we, we're gonna watch we're gonna watch seduced we're gonna seduced. watch we're gonna watch uh you know i we got we're gonna talk about uh gangs of new york no gangs of, gangs london. of london gangs of london the new new york we saw, and and that show's incredible i mean yep. if you like action any sort of action You've, there are shots in this 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 next episode that I don't think have been filmed before. Now they're it's incredible. And we got new Tehran. So until next week, everybody, stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. Jason Smith. I love you, everybody. Please don't watch any more debates. <laughs> <laughs>